Hi, I'm Trapper D. McBlackfoot. I'm a producer here at Viscous Public Radio, and back in 2014, I worked on a story about the Church of Justified Genocide and their food banks. I had always heard the poor talk about how hard it was to find food in a food desert, but I never understood the economics of it until I watched Pastor McRath of the Lord team up with the Turgid County Police to execute raids on the tent cities downtown to retrieve food being withheld from the bank. You see, having grown up in a literal oasis with 60-foot high walls and full-time security, I had never even heard about the struggle it was for food banks to keep food from the poors. But after walking a mile in their shoes, sorry, after they carried me for a mile while I was wearing their shoes, don't worry, I, I didn't give them mine. It opened me up to a whole new world, and that's what VPR is to me. It's important to me that we were able to profit off this story about rural America. At VPR, we have an amazing group of wages from all over the map who bring their own life experiences to the stories that we tell every day. But it takes a lot of resources, and we need your support to keep doing that work. Just because we're a private corporation, doesn't mean that we aren't publicly funded. You can help make Hooters Juniors and all of your favorite VPR and Sad Picture production shows by subscribing to our Patreon, or buying an overpriced t-shirt from our online store at HootersJuniors.com. Thank you. Oh, uh, also, all characters, events, and companies in this show, even those based on real entities, are entirely fictional and do not represent reality at all, and there's no implied messaging, there's no actual truth to anything portrayed in this show to believe otherwise would be irresponsible, ignorant, and Now enjoy the show. Previously on Hooters Juniors. It had been six months since the forced Medicare bombing of America. On the first day of Medicare for All, over 800 million people are now dead. I can't feed my family because the government is forcing food on my family! America had fallen into an anarcho-communist, fascist, socialist, hierarchical, stateless, so-stateless nightmare run by one man who forced equality onto all of us within his anarchist hierarchy, Joe Blyden. <laughs> Grab me that crock. My name's Cameron. You're looking at a real legend over there. I'd never forget a face from a podcast anywhere. You need an interview? An interview? My name's Lockheed, by the way. Now that we were all equals, my individualism had been thrown out the window. Could I leave behind my totally justified and uber-ethical capitalist beliefs? Hi, therapist. Put yourself in the shoes of someone else. But I have the best shoes. What if their parents didn't have six million dollars? Didn't have six million dollars? We don't want to miss the nightly ice cream delivery. What if everything Dr. Hack said wasn't a complete lie? Were poor people not inherently dumb and also stupid? Was I not more special than them? You're being gaslit. I'm here to talk about digging. And you're the only one with connections out of here. The only one who can get me to the resistance. The only one who knows your way to viscous. Digging's dead. Digging died a long time ago. No! They laced his clear. Where do we go from here? Well, here's the plan, house. And that's when everything changed. Again. Again, again. You're listening to Hooters Juniors, the Durgan McFlurk Stang story. From Sad Picture Productions. I'm your host, host, episode 8, White Hot Creamy Lead, or Sexual Amendment Absolutism, or The Right to Bury Myself in Your Arms, or 
teenage backdoor gun dumpster. Or maybe even... It was nightfall. The guards were keeping watch, on the ground and from the watchtowers, shining their spotlights, illuminating everything from the foliage of the forest to the waves breaking on the shore. The crisp air and taste of salt saturated my mouth. There was no easy way out of Seattle, at least not anymore. Lockheed, how are we gonna get past the guards? Well, I reckon we're gonna have to disguise ourselves. Might be time for a big old Spidey to make a comeback on our backs, eh? Are you saying what I think you're saying? Double necky Spidey crimey time! And so Lockheed and I locked necks, reshaping our bodies into what appeared to be a large eight-legged spider, just like I had done with Lawyer McLawface in episode five. There was no way these Australians would be able to tell the difference between our Spidey and their Spideys back home. You ready, Lockheed? No! Lockheed! What? <laughs> Sorry, host. When I looked over to you, all I saw was Spidey. Forgot that was just you and that we became the spider. What? Never mind, host. All I know is, now are you gonna see this coming? Uh, Alright. Let's head out. We made our way out the mansion and onto the shoreline. The waves crashed into the sand like my body previously did into cars. Back when I used to do insurance fraud. The full moon had risen hours ago, and its power had taken a hold of us all. How would we escape this prison? How would we escape our Australian captors? My adrenaline pumped faster than a child whose adrenochrome was being harvested, and the more clear I did, the harder it pumped. My palms were now a waterfall of sweat. I hadn't known anyone who had escaped from the Australian brainwashing camps, and thus, I hadn't known anyone to escape from here at all, and live to tell the tale. There they are, the first reign of gods. Yeah, I see them. Let's crawl like we've never crawled before. Yeah, so anyway, I was talking to my wife about our life as well as a strife. Uh, oh my god! You see that spider? Oh, well, yes, of course. I ain't seen no spidey that big since I saw Rustic Roots performing at the Sydney Opera House when a big old spidey leg came stomping through the ceiling. No doubt, no doubt. It's <laughs> a massive spidey right there. Thicker than thick, but nonetheless, spidey under the bridge, I say. Got that right. Wouldn't want to upset him and receive a cold sting in the mail from one of them venomous mouthings, I tell you. <laughs> but it is nice to have a reminder of home. We had just barely gotten through. I wasn't sure how long our necks could hold together, but I knew we had passion on our side. And by that I meant, I was starting to feel really close to Lockheed. But I had to be careful. I didn't want to fall in love here. Alright, host. We're past the guards. <laughs> I think you can unlock you from my little locky if you know what I mean. Sure, uh, yeah. Host, you can let go of my hand. Oh, uh, sorry. Alright. Let's find our way to Viscous. We don't have much time. W what do you mean? Time? Not much of? First, as soon as the anarchist hierarchy realizes you're missing from their ranks, they're gonna be on us quicker than my friend Ted is at mailing love bombs to technology professors. Chasing us down like Dundee on a crock if I might say so myself. Oh no. Yes, we're gonna have to take the back roads, the roads no one travels now, until we get to a turning point. One might even say, a little fork stuck in the road. Hmm. Well, I guess it's about time we made our way then. Good riddance, occupied Seattle. Hey, wait! 
you forgot your bachelor's degrees. Oh my god, God! <laughs> no, I was just giving you your degrees. What do you mean our degrees? Everyone who leaves you... Leaves with a bachelor's in liberal arts. House, don't listen to their propaganda. It's all lies. Can't learn nothing that Dundee ain't already taught us. Well, I have learned that. Fair dinkum on that one. Anyway, House, I think it's time you have this back. My... my gun? I found it in the free pile of weapons that all residents are allowed to take from at any time. Long as they pass a background check, that is. But I could feel it when I touched it. This one was special. This one hosted some number one podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I got my very first kills with this gun. I mean, my first offense. I mean, defense. Yeah, I defended myself for the first time with this, uh, uh, thanks, Lockheed. No problem, host. I mean, I'm not a weapons company that commits crimes against humanity or leads to mass genocide or death or anything, but I figured if I was... I couldn't just let this gun sit in storage forever. <laughs> Not like those guns and tanks left behind in that were never used again. Not by anybody. Specifically not the Taliban. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that to me gunnies. I'm better than that. And plus, you're gonna pay me for it. One way or another. I held my gun. My strong, independent, aggressive, masculine, veiny metal gun. It's so long, ain't it? Yeah. And the cold metal against my wet abs feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Let me touch it. I just want to feel how long and hard that barrel is. Yeah? Oh, yeah. The cold metal against my fingertips. I can feel it getting excited. Yeah? You want to put it in your mouth? Oh, I'd love to be a little suicidal right now. Yeah. I'd love to be suicidal with you. Yeah? You would? Yeah. I want to feel your gun. Well, you know where it is, host. Go on. Touch it. Play with the safety. Oh, that's so hot. Temperature-wise, because you just fired it. Oh my god, that barrel. I, I can feel the grooves in the metal. Yeah. You feel how thick it's always been because it's a metal object that doesn't grow or shrink? Yeah, I fucking love it. Let's fire off together, why don't we? Yeah? Yeah. It's gonna be good on you. Look real good on your host. All over you. Yeah? Bet it'll look good on you, too. Give me your bullets, Lockheed Martin. Oh, yeah. Flip me hammer back and forth. Oh, yeah. Take my safety off. Yeah? Fill me with your lead, house. Oh, Lockheed. I'm filling you with my lead. Oh, yeah? Want me to bypass your background check? Yeah? Bypass it like a good little weapons company? Yeah. Uh, I'm almost there, host. My magazine fell out. Put it back in. Yeah, like that, Lockheed. Yeah. Play with me safety. I'll play with me safety while you flip my hammer back and forth and, and grip the grip. <laughs> grip the grip. Yeah. You like that, you little... Hey, uh, y'all need a ride? Oh, uh... Yeah, I guess we could finish this up later. No date, no date. What? No date? Is that a word? You did? He's saying no doubt. Oh, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. I'm Jeffrey, by the way, but y'all can just call me Mr. Dahmer. Oh, uh, hi, Mr. Dahmer. I'm 
Uh, it's okay. We ain't gotta use names. Since we've been stripped of our class system, individuality is non-existent anyway. So it ain't like it matters. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, it's weird. I ain't never seen no folk out on the open roads here before. Where y'all headed anyway? We're headed to... To Colorado. Yeah, Central Colorado. Oh, yeah, for the prison fest. Yeah, prison fest. We had to be careful here. We didn't want to out ourselves as anti-anarchist, anti-communist, anti-fascist, anti-authoritarian, anti-stateless, so stateless, state system kind of people to a trucker. A prison trucker of all people. Oh yeah, I love me some prison fests. Y you know, I saw Rage for the Machine there last month. Not a jazz person usually, but I do get down wet for some compliant police state Tom Morello. <laughs> I'm more of a podcast person though, on account of the fact that music is just a demon speaking through man. <laughs> but they were alright, I do suppose. Oh, uh, podcast. Yeah, we wouldn't know anything about that. So anyway, pretty crazy how much our world's changed in the last six months, huh y'all? You can say that again. So anyway, pretty crazy how much our our world's changed in the last six months, huh, y'all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing like the old world. Do... do you ever miss it? Miss what? You know, the, the saving grace and warm embrace of, well, a, a totally ethical and morally justifiable plutocratic capitalist society. Host, shut up! I knew I shouldn't have, but I couldn't help but voice my opinions that were logical facts, especially to those who hadn't asked to hear them. The car became awkwardly silent. The fear was starting to set in. Why didn't I keep my mouth shut? Were facts about to get us killed? Or worse, sent back to my beachfront mansion? To the communal parties where everyone was equal? To therapy? To say the least, I was scared. So scared. Scared straight. Fill me with your lead, host. Listen, I'm not gonna out you, host. Wait. How do you know my name? Host, I'm just a regular prison trucker, but as I said, I love me some podcasts, <laughs> but especially a number one podcast that I always leave five-star written reviews for on the Apple Podcast app and rate on any other available podcast formats I can find. Oh, <laughs> wow, thanks. You're more than welcome, host. You're, like, totally rad, and... You're so hot. <laughs> oh, thanks. Wow. And I'm part of the resistance. The resistance? It still exists? You got that done right. All of a sudden, a flashing blue orb appeared, floating in the middle of the road, lightning surrounding it, coming from all sides, bending the waves of time around us. Hold on, y'all! What in the world is that? We exited the car, and before I could speak another word, a man materialized out of the electricity. Out of thin air. What year is it? What? It's 2012. Wait, I mean, uh, 2023. Oh my god! It worked! Wait, what? Quick! There's not much time! I'm from the future! Oh wow, uh, what a genuinely original and creative little fork in the road to introduce to my listeners. I'm here to warn you about climate change. Wait a minute, you mean climate lies? What? Yeah, climate change isn't real. That's just a conservative woke mob that's brainwashed you. No, no, I'm from the future where 
things are terrible. I I'm here to warn you. About the environment? <laughs> yes, this is the last year humans have to really change things to make sure we don't go down the path that leads to my future, that leads to my people suffering. Yeah, okay. Don't you understand? Climate change will change everything. You have no idea what disasters are coming your way. The sandstorms, the CO2 levels, the rising tides that will displace and kill billions. Our cities began sinking into the ocean, so we rebuilt them on the tops of carcasses of floating whales because they were the only thing big enough to build on top of. But what we didn't know was that when whales die, they sink to the bottom of the ocean first and then only float up because of the gas building up in their stomachs. And so we were really just building on the tops of giant bloated whale bombs that eventually exploded and everybody died. Listen, future man, we've heard it all before. Oh, thank God. That means the changes have already started taking place. Changes? Yeah, you guys, you guys are doing something about it, right? Listen, look, future man, even if the environment is quote-unquote changing for the worse in a way that will murder us all, I'm not gonna change nothing, cause fuck you, I got mine. Oh my god, they told us the reason that things got so bad was because nobody knew, but... But everybody knows? Yes, of course everybody's heard of the climate change fraud perpetrated by quote-unquote scientists. No, I I'm telling you, it it's real. It's been my entire life. Listen, future man with your big future ideas and your big future lies from the future. Even if climate change is real, it like totally encroaches on my societal and free market beliefs or whatever. I, I could never buy into climate lies even if they were real lies that weren't lies. But that's just me. <laughs> Someone who's a, a little ahead of the curve, I guess. And the host of a number one podcast. <laughs> wow, thanks. But but that means my whole life is meaningless. I, I can't just abandon my mission. I, I left my family. I, I left everything to come here and try to save this world. Well... That's on you. Y yeah, it's up to you to pull yourself up by the past bootstraps you ain't been born with yet and will never have because I'm assuming leather is not a part of your future because all the cows must be hypothetically dead. Yeah, uh, hypothetically. Unless you started using whale, I guess. Oh my god, my, my purpose, my future, my, my family, what do I do? What, what would you do? Uh, uh, what would you do if you were in my position and... And believed in... Climate lies? Yeah, sure. Call it whatever you want. What would I do if I was in your position? Oh, um, sorry. Oh, God. What's happening to my brain? <laughs> I guess it's just been so long since I've even considered trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes. Like, even that therapist from the last episode tried, but that made absolutely no sense to me. Well, why don't you get your wages to do it for you? Yeah, get some wages to solve the climate propaganda problem in your future or whatever. Wages? Yeah, slaves! You know, like wage slaves, not not the other country slaves. To to do what? I don't know. I guess since you're in the position of realizing that warning us won't do anything, again, hypothetically, maybe you could, like, 
I don't know. What? Well, I'm just not really sure if our legal team can handle it. Can handle what? Yeah, Hoosh, you're being a bit too vague. I know, I know, it's just... Hoosh, if we get this America back on tracks, strapped to train tracks, that is, you've got absolute freedom of speech. No one can fault you for encouraging, instigating, or incentivizing anyone to commit any kind of act that could lead to the pain, suffering, or death of others. <laughs> That's what this country was founded on. But what about stuff like defamation? Oh, the old defamation myth. <laughs> Host, aren't you read the first amendment? Well, being a First Amendment advocate and free speech absolutist, uh, of course I haven't. All you need to know, Host, is that you're totally fine and in the clear to say anything you want, anytime, anywhere, about anyone or anything. Free from any consequences. Well... Okay. What is it? I guess if I was you, I'd probably, hypothetically, get my wages to start a violent revolution against the oil and gas companies, as well as the people who help them and keep their corporate structures in place, either directly or indirectly. Then I would hunt down the politicians who- Wait! Violence? Yeah, you know, like eco-violence. People will respond to violence more than they will- if facts are presented directly in front of them? Well, yeah. Whatever your alternative fake news facts are, as long as you create fear, you can do anything you set your mind to. Welcome to freedom, Mr. Future Man. Oh my god! That's it! I, I just have to bring violence into the climate conversation. Those in charge will only listen when there's a direct, actual fear of dying in front of them. Yeah, that's a spirit, future man. <laughs> Hypothetically, of course. Thank you, uh... Host. Uh, the name's Host. Host of the number one podcast. Oh, wow! I remember you! It's an honor to meet you, Host! Your coverage of the second Bay of Pigs invasion in 2048 was amazing! W wait since you're from the future, can you tell us how this podcast ends? Sure! It, it goes like... I'm sorry, host, but I couldn't let him spoil your journalistic integrity and storytelling skills. Oh, oh, God. Oh, he's still alive! Time for another round of bullies! Wait, Lockheed, maybe now that he's wounded and his dreams are dead, we could use him, you know, like a real wagey. Alright, you got me there, host. Well, I do prefer to read and strip life from all living things. When something's got a use, you gotta use it till it's dry. Exactly. Just like the oil that pumps CO2 into the environment, making plants bigger. Yes, and nothing else. You know, I, I know nothing about what just happened here, as I am just a prison trucker whose only friends lie in a barrel within my apartment, but <laughs> I know true friendship and teamwork when I see it. You both have something special. Something, I believe, will blossom into a foreshadowingly beautiful act of vengeance. Mr. Dahmer, you don't have to be so nice, but due to the fact that all healthy relationships are purely transactional, I will consider that a friendship credit for you. Now y'all ready to get back on the road? Yes! Heck yeah! Now tell me, young boys, cause I know you two ain't really heading to prison fest on the account of me not seeing no balls and chains. <laughs> Are you headed to the only town east of Portland that's thicky, sticky, and somewhere between a salt and a liquid? Oh, Dama, it's like you've got our brains inside of a barrel in your apartment. You know exactly what we're doing here. Yeah, we've got a war to fight. And a death to avenge. Headed to the old Viscous. <laughs> Boy, do I miss that clear. You used to get your clear from Viscous? No, that, that was just a totally unrelated thought I had. <laughs> oh, well, I would share, but I can't. 
because I will freak out if I don't have my clear. Uh, no worries, host. Ever since this whole pandemic thing happened, my body just don't take the clear no good no more. Pandemic? Uh, what pandemic? Y you know, the, the pandemic we've been in for the last three years. Oh, Dama, that's just a socialist lie. Ain't no Corbin flying down in a murder of crows getting no one sick. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I used to be a virologist, and, and there seemed to be some pretty clear evidence that... Whoa, 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 Dama. <laughs> just because you were a ventriloquist doesn't mean you ain't susceptible to highly orchestrated lies that are highly orchestrated by evil orchestras. But if the lies were so highly orchestrated, how did you find out it was orchestrated? Let's just say that little big evil little globalist agendas, and I don't mean the Jews, that are highly orchestrated and bankrolled by gabillions of dollars are also susceptible. Susceptible to incompetence. That logically makes total sense. Yes, it does. Trust me, I have a friend who's a nurse. Well, they aren't anymore. Uh, I, I guess they ain't. <laughs> Not with this forced Medicare, of course. You know, I, I had almost just forgotten, but you can never truly escape from under the umbrella of the evils forced upon us with this forced Medicare. Are there more like you, Dahmer? Y you know, outside of Viscous? Are there still people that believe in true freedom and the religion of private property? Well, of course! <laughs> My friend's back home! But they don't talk much once they get in the barrel. <sighs> you guys are riding a little too hard on that joke. Oh, Future Man. I almost forgot. Well, you don't have to call me Future Man no more. Because there is no future for me. After having listened to you all speak, I truly see no purpose in saving the future of humanity. Good. I'm glad you finally understand the truth. That's not what I would call it. So, uh, what should we call you? Well, my real name's Harold McFutureman, but my friends call me... Let's just call him Wagey. Yeah, good old Wagey. Hope little Mr. McWagey don't bleed all over my back seats too much. Wouldn't want to leave a trail of smell of blood in the air. <laughs> At least not around these parts. Or outside of a barrel in general. Around these parts? Yeah, we're officially in Burn County. Wait, what's Burn County? Oh, y even I know the evils we face here. Yeah, now's right about the time I'd be wishing that I was a weapons company with the ability to drone strike a peaceful wedding or schools or any amount of innocent pedestrians. Host, you ever felt the burn? Felt the burn? The burning. Of Mr. Sanders. The, the burn of... Oh my god. Yep. When Mr. Blyden made that deal with the big AU, it wasn't just to put himself in a position of supreme ruler. He made a deal for him friends, too. He made a deal for Colonel Bernard McSocialist Sanders. That's when I looked out the window and felt the horror sliming up my spine into the brainworms I didn't have. What used to be the beautiful city of Salt Lake City was now a total hellscape. Energy-efficient high-speed train rails ran throughout the city. The air was clean and crisp. The asphalt shingles that had once covered the rooftops had been replaced by solar panels and green roofs. And there were recycling bins, so many recycling bins, placed at the end of every block. What had Sanders done? 
That right there used to be my favorite Walmart. Yes, it did. <laughs> Boy, do I miss those asset protections officers they did employ at low rates to bully the poor people who immorally stole from a major corporation in order to feed their families. Unjustly feed their families, that is. What had once obviously been a gigantic ethical Walmart had been turned into a major community center. The parking lot that had housed so many amazing arrest videos was now the saddest, most luscious community garden I had ever seen. Oh, and that right there used to be the city jail. Yeah, I've been there a few times. Never did get held much though on account of my justified privilege. No explanation necessary. How unfortunate it is though to see what they've done to it. Took a beautiful thing and done mangled it till it turned into a public university that anyone's allowed to attend regardless of the economic opportunities or perceived intelligence. The humanity! Where has it all come from? I'll tell you where. The burn done burned us. Burned us until we were charred past recognition, and then done healed us for free, with no expectation of compensation for providing medical treatments. What a madman. Alright boys, we gotta lay low while I stop here to charge this here electric vehicle. Wait. This isn't running on gasoline? There ain't no gasoline guzzling in our present future times, host. That's all in the past. <laughs> host, what's wrong? Sustainability. I feel, I feel it in my veins. My worms. Quick, Dama. We need some gasoline. Oh, thank God I always keep some on me. Here, host, chug this. Uh, oh. Thank you, Dahmer. I know this future can be harsh, host, but we take what we can get until we can take it back from those who took it from us after we had justifiably taken it from others. But this isn't the future. I I'm from the future. This is the present. Not now, Waiji. Okay, I'm just saying that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, okay, host. Want to try to get some air while we're resting here? Yeah, I, I could try. But as soon as Lockheed opened the door, the clean air rushed into my lungs, and the atmosphere became too much. My lungs needed pollution. Oh no! He's going into anaphylactic shock again! Oh no! Oh, I can't let House die! We have, we have wages who need us! Poor little wages! The clear! Not now, wagey! I'm running low on bullies! I can't tend to your punishment for speaking up yet! The clear! Lockheed, ignore that you never told me your name! The future man is right! The future man? The wagey! Wait. Whoa. He needs his clear! Oh my god. Quick, sound engineer who hasn't been mentioned before, throw me the needle! <sighs> oh, oh my god. House, house, are you there, house? It, it's me. Durgan? No, house, the other Australian. Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Huge Ackman. Close, but not yet. <laughs> Lockheed? Oh, thank God! House, I don't know what I would have done if I had lost you. I mean, I do. I would have left your body in a ditch by the side of the road and forgotten you by the end of the night, but thank goodness I didn't have to experience that seven minutes of grief I would have had if you had stopped being alive, that is. How... how did you guys know that I needed my clear? It was the wagey. Uh, I mean, the future man. What, what, what? We all need a little clarity sometimes, but especially all of the time. Wow. Thanks, future man. 
Sorry, I, I mean wagey. I guess you are useful for something after all. Oh no. Guys, I hate to cut the sentimental moment short, but we gotta get a move on it. What? Everybody in my big rig. <laughs> no! As we sped down the highway leaving the ruins of Salt Lake City, a pack of wild dogs trailed behind us. Dahmer! Uh, what the hell is that? It's the Dingo Squad. Why? Why are they after us? Those. You're so dumb. Did you not learn anything from prison? Well, just what Dundee taught me. Oh, that's fair. The Dingo Squad be the militant front that protects the anarcho-communist, fascist, authoritarian, stateless, so stateless state system. Somebody must have seen us when we were totally laying low while you went into anaphylactic shock. Can't this rig go any faster, Dharma? They're gaining on us. No, when they took the clear away, all speed went out the window. What are we going to do, guys? Host. Hold the wheel. This is about to be an audio-only action scene, and it's gonna be one to listen to. Dahmer held the door as it swung open, shooting down the dogs while he hung above the fading asphalt. I grabbed the wheel and stomped my foot on the gas. Host, give me a clear! What? It, no, never! I need it, host! What? Why? I'm gonna put it in the engine! We need speed! But I need my clear! Boys, a little help up here! <sighs> Lockheed knew I couldn't sacrifice my clear, even if it meant we'd all end up succumbing to the death wave of forced Medicare. He climbed to the top. Bullet casings rained down onto the hood of the car as he fired into the mob of dingoes on our tail. Oh man, the bullets! Me too! Dahmer, you still got that gasoline? Yeah? Why? Throw it down! House, what are you doing? Lockheed, take the wheel! Lockheed took the wheel as I swung myself to the back of the cab. What? What are you doing? Wagey! It's time to wage! No! Wait! In our last moments of desperation, I had finally found a real use for the man from the future without a future. A use that this climate, my climate, would never forget. While I couldn't justifiably sacrifice any of my clear, I knew that our new wagey had felt lost and not having a real purpose. And so, I gave him one. One that would save the future of my America. <laughs> Host! Host! Lockheed! Oh, thank God, Host. I thought I'd almost lost you three times in one episode. No, I I'm good, Lockheed. I'm so good. That was totally fucking sick. What? What happened? I gave Wagey a use. A real use. What? I strapped the gasoline to him, set him on fire, and threw him off the truck. That's why everything exploded or whatever. Oh, future man. Or I pee your little wagey. Yes. Rest in plutocracy. Dahmer? Oh, Dahmer! Your legs! Your... Your... As I stared down, it became apparent that this was the end for Dahmer. As he was now only a torso. Oh, man. I wish I was in a barrel with all my friends. I'm so sorry, Dahmer. Thank you for saving us. This truly has added to my hit number one five-star rated bestseller serial killer podcast. Please leave a five-star written review. You're more than welcome, host. 
I know that my presence in media has been used more than once to profit off of the tragedies I did impose onto the world without regard for how it affected the friends and families of my victims. And though antithetical to the points being made in your podcast about the exploitation done by true crime podcasts, I think you were totally justified in cameoing me to tell your story. A story to be told. And if I could die by any hand... I was happy that it was your warm hands that landed me in the state of only being a torso and nothing else. <laughs> Lockheed. Yeah, Dama. You make sure this boy gets where he's going, cause like, he's so hard. <laughs> you should feel his wet barrel. I would, but I fear now that my senses would be impeded upon, not allowing me to recognize the girth of his barrel, or to flick his hammer up and down, or release his magazine, given the fact that I, again, am only a torso. And so now, I shall die. <laughs> I cried for our friend, but not for long as I was on my way to the 1%, and that meant leaving all my old pals behind and forgetting about them. Except for Lockheed, of course. I still had a use for him. And so I stared out onto the open road, the heat moving the air above, the mosquitoes fed on my blood. I was out for blood myself. You ready to get a move on it, host? We're close. I can feel it. And there's a sign over there saying that Viscous is 0.6 miles away. Yeah, I'm ready. The sun set upon us as we entered the valley, pushing past debris left behind in the wreckage from the bomb that was forced Medicare. We were so close, and yet, I felt so far away. I thought of my times with- Now what do we have here? Wait, what? Who would dare interrupt my monologuing? Looks like we got ourselves a couple of root rats. Yeah, a couple of shark biscuits on a smoko, if you ask me. Yeah, just a couple of slabs riding on stiffies wearing sunnies and flannies. Lucky for them. We're feeling a little clucky tonight, aren't we, Brawlies? Your slang terms are all wrong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Boys, we got ourselves a genuine bogan. What do you guys want? Oh... And an apologist? What? You know, when we went out hunting for Ozzy's today, I never thought we'd get this lucky. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, we're not with the anarcho-communist, fascist, authoritarian, stateless-so-stateless-state system, okay? Well, sure do look like it, fellas. Y you've got this all wrong. Or we might have this just right. Listen, you obviously don't know who I am. Hey! Fanny Hunter number three, do we take kindly to Australian apologists? We sure don't, Bounty Hunter number one. <laughs> Listen, look, I'm host. Host? Host of the number one podcast? Leave a five-star written review. <laughs> Thanks, wow. Yeah, that's me. And if you guys don't back off... Oh, boys, we done hit the jackpot. Wait, what? Bounty Hunter number two, get the horses. We're taking these two back into Viscous. Yeah! For our reward money. Wait. What? Hooters Jr.'s The Durgan McClurgsang Story is a sad picture production. If you would like to support us or gain access to exclusive content, visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash Hooters Jr.'s. That's patreon.com slash Hooters J-R-S. To get in contact, send an email to fuckyousuemi at hootersjuniors.com. Hooters Juniors is created, written, and edited by host, 
co-written by Cameron's Tax Guy, produced by Cameron's Tax Guy and Trent C. Rollins, executive producer Trapper D. McBlackfoot, voiced by a host and a bunch of unnamed expendable wages. Fuck them. To learn more, visit HootersJuniors.com. Real truth is a crime. <laughs>